Hi, and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, a canine nutritionist with an innate obsession with dogs and the natural ways in which we are driven to live because of them. So, let's get to it. Hi everyone, and welcome to another short episode of the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, as always, Kat Jepsen. I hope you are loving the podcast episodes we've been putting out lately. I, for one, have definitely been enjoying recording them and meeting so many wonderful guests. But today, I'm going to discuss how you can kickstart your journey into fresh feeding with 10 simple steps. A lot of the conversations I've been having lately have been based around people feeling overwhelmed and confused and put off starting their fresh feeding journey because it's just so barbaric how much information is out there about how to feed your dog and one of the things that I really want to try to achieve with Be My Dog Nutrition and this podcast is to show pet parents like yourselves that it really doesn't have to be complicated to start adding fresh foods to your dog's bowl. Now, I've come up with 10 simple steps about how to either switch to a fresh food diet or to just start integrating those all important additions. Now, step number one is choose your diet style. Now, this can be a full switch to a fresh food diet if you want. If you want to dive in and go feet first, then why not? Yes, you can switch to a fresh food diet and that can be raw or cooked. Type 2 would be a combination diet. Now this would be where you feed your current food and fresh foods alongside. Or you can simply choose to add fresh food toppers to your dog's bowl. And this could be vegetables three times a week or it could be additions such as sardines, mussels, oysters, eggs every day within rotation. That's completely up to you. Now, once you've decided on the type of fresh foods you want to add and feed your dog, then you need to choose your budget. Now, choosing your budget is going to help you determine what fresh foods you can feed. And it can also impact which kind of diet that you do feed. Although I have been doing some research lately on how to build a fresh food bowl for the lowest cost possible And surprisingly, I have been able to come up with some recipes that can feed a 10 kilogram dog for as little as 44 pence per day for a raw food diet and 78 pence per day for a home cooked diet. So if you do think you can't afford feeding fresh food, then watch this space. So determining your budget is going to be a major factor in which kind of fresh foods you can feed. So just make sure that you are completely honest. Work out exactly how much each meal per day is costing you to feed your dog right now. And then you will be able to move on to the next step. So step three is to research your food. Now, researching your food, it may sound like such a major task, but it really doesn't have to be. If you decided to go with fresh food toppers to start with until you are ready, to sort of go deeper then this can literally be a bag of wonky carrots from Morrison's which are 50 pence at the moment 
or it could be a broccoli or it could be some frozen vegetables then it really doesn't have to be a major spreadsheet with all your finances on it if you do feel overwhelmed and scary then definitely do start simple it really is that easy so when you are researching your food a good place to check is the local butchers in your area if you're looking for meats and organ meats because nine times out of ten they do have things that are super cheap that is classed as waste to them and it's always good to pick up a bargain you can also join the mailing lists of raw food suppliers and then that means you will be the first to get the emails of any offers that they have on at the moment. I know quite a few might do like certain percentages off for a weekend or they might offer free shipping, which can be quite expensive when you're ordering lots of raw food. So by signing up to each of the company's mailing lists, it will give you first dibs on any deals that come out. Now, step four is to figure out your dog's daily needs. And this is based around a few aspects, mainly about your dog's body condition. So the first thing you need to do is figure out what body condition does your dog have. Now to do this, we use the body condition score, which basically tells us if your dog is overweight or underweight or at the ideal weight. I will post a link below on information how you can do this for your dog. So don't worry about that. You also need to get a current body weight and this is going to help you determine how much to feed. Look at their lifestyle, how much exercise are they doing, are they fairly active, are they fairly sedentary, do they do a lot of moving around, do they sleep more often. This will also have a huge impact on how much to feed your dog. Now the key here is to work out your starting percentage. I always recommend 2.5% of their current body weight if they are an, an ideal weight. A little bit more if they're underweight or a little bit less if they are overweight but ideally between two to three percent is what you're aiming for and this you can monitor weekly using the body condition score and also their weight so if you think you're feeding too little food then just ramp it up a bit for the next week now step five is to choose your food now as we always say, feed the dog in front of you. What's their size, preference, chewing style? What's a suitable food for them? And what kind of food are you happy feeding? Look at what kind of foods you want to include each week, whether that's a different variety of vegetables for the kibble or whether it's a full on weekly rotation of the organ meats, raw meaty bones and so forth. At this step, you need to take into account if they have any health issues, do they need any extra support with anything? Will they need any supplements with real foods? So do they have arthritis? Do they need joint support? And try to find whole food alternatives or supplements if you can. If you are switching to a homemade fresh food diet, then make sure you are familiar with the vitamins and minerals which are commonly missing from homemade diets such as iodine, which can be found in kelp. So do a little bit of research on that. I do have some information on our Instagram regarding these, these vital nutrients, so do check that out if you are unsure. And just make sure to add in a few of these foods to make sure your dog gets what they need. Step six is go shopping. Now, this can be really exciting because this is like the first 
physical, tangible step to feeding your dog fresh food. So if you are scared that your dog isn't going to like the new food, then just buy a small amount to try your dog with for a few days until they get used to it. And then you know it's not going to be wasted or anything like that. Get these little shopping lists from the supermarket or local shops just to kind of test the water and decide if you are comfortable with it, if your dog is going to eat it or whether you need to make any amendments. And then this way you're not buying a whole load of fresh food that your dog won't eat. Once you've tried this and you've tested your dog with the food and you've kind of got into a little routine with it, then buy seven days worth of food to do your meal prep or more if you have the space to store it. Now, number seven is the transition. There are two ways that you can transition your dog into a fresh food diet and that is cold turkey or gradual. Now, cold turkey is you basically fast your dog for 24 hours and then start feeding the new foods the next day. It's really simple, but it's not very good for dogs that might have GI issues because it can cause some upset. So it's ideal for dogs that can tolerate different types of food well. Now, the gradual transition takes as much time as you need. It can take a week, it can take months. It all depends on your individual dog. And this includes feeding your current food with a little bit of the new food alongside and then monitoring your dog's reaction to the new foods and then amending as necessary, building up the amount of new foods and reducing their current food over time until eventually you have swapped out all the old food. If your dog is picky, then feeding fresh food you might have to cook it a little bit first rather than feeding it raw if that is what you are thinking of doing now number eight is really really important and it's to inspect your dog's poop on a daily basis it's important to always check what's happening in the gi tract when you're trying new foods because any changes in the GI tract can put a lot of stress on the dog's digestive system, especially if they have a sensitive stomach. So we want to make sure they are supported properly throughout this transition and they're not too uncomfortable. It can be a lot of stress on the microbiome. So sometimes with the gradual transition, it just helps things readjust in a nice time frame. Check for constipation or diarrhea every single day and if a food is causing some kind of upset then just reduce that food and go even slower or try something else. The ideal dog poop is well formed, dark brown and should retain its shape if you pick it up. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Now you really do need to get used to checking poop because poop tells you so much about the health of your dog's digestive system. It can tell you about nutrient absorption. It can tell you about what, what things are going on with inside the gut. So whether the food is being digested or absorbed, whether there is too much mucus, whether there's not enough water, various different things like this. So you really do need to get used to checking the poop. Now, step nine 
after you've tried a few of the new foods and you've started the transition would be to get familiar with your meal prep. Now, if you are switching to a fully fresh food diet, then it's far easier to do your meal prep for the week because you prep once and you feed all week. It just saves so much time and energy rather than having to build a bowl every day. So you would prepare your week's worth of food up front and then store it in the freezer. But if you are just feeding things like meal toppers, then you can still do the meal prep for the week. And this could be as simple as steaming a batch of vegetables and storing them in containers, some in the fridge, some in the freezer. That way, you know you've got easy access to the vegetables that you want to feed your dog without the faff every single day. And finally, step 10 is to watch your dog thrive. So you've basically started your journey. You've chosen your diet. You've set your budget. You've researched the food. You've figured out what your dog needs. You've chosen your food. You've been shopping. You've started to feed the food. You've been inspecting poop to make sure everything's on track. And now you've prepped your meals. You've done it. All you need to do now is watch your dog enjoy the food and see the magnificent physical results that come from eating it. Now, you will be able to monitor their weight and condition each week and make any adjustments as necessary. You might not need to. That's great. Just be wary about any changes that might happen. Keep an eye on their body weight and keep an eye on whether they're starting to look a little bit chubby or a little bit skinny because we want to make sure they are getting everything that they need and not too much. Monitor their health status, see if there are any changes in behaviour or any of their appearance and make notes of these. And if you do want to test for nutrient values, you can have hair mineral analysis tests which will tell you if your dog is deficient in any of the vital vitamins and minerals. And you can have blood tests as well, just to give you peace of mind, if you want to. But I think for most of you, you will notice superb results and be reassured that what you're doing is the right thing without having to take these tests. Now, some top tips for your 10 steps program is to go at your own pace. If you do start to feel a little bit overwhelmed and confused, then just take a step back. Take it easy. Take a chill pill. That's absolutely fine. As long as you're doing something, that's a step in the right direction. Prep ahead and stay organised because you're less likely to fall off the wagon if you've got things to hand when you need them. Lean on others for support, whether that's your friends, your doggy friends, social media community. There are lots and lots of people out there in the same boat of you same boat as you on the same journey as you who will be happy to lend an ear. Have pantry staples or ready-made meals for emergencies. It's always good to have something as a backup if you do kind of fall off the wagon or you've been out all day and not defrosted the food, that kind of thing. Buy in bulk to save money is always a good one. If you have the freezer space to store it, definitely recommend doing that. Keep a record of what your dog likes and dislikes, what their reactions are to foods and how they're processed through the body and what the poop looks like, just so you can keep a, a record of what might work better for your dog and things to avoid. And 
Always remember, it's normal for dogs to have some loose stools when changing foods. So don't panic if you feed your dog something and it upsets their stomach a little bit because it is completely normal. So just to recap, your 10 steps to fresh food. Number one, choose your diet. Number two, set your budget. Number three, research your food. Number four, figure out your dog's daily needs. Number five, choose your food. Number six, go shopping. Number seven, the transition. Number eight, become a chief poop inspector. Number nine, prep ahead. And number 10, watch your dog thrive. Happy feeding everyone. I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for listening to another great episode of the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. Don't forget to check out the caption for any links discussed here today. And please, if you enjoyed the show, follow along and listen for free on your favourite podcast app. If you have any questions or would like to share your story, feel free to email me at mydogmademedoitnaturally at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Purpose of this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted as advice from a veterinarian or other professional. It does not form a client relationship with me, the host or any guest speakers and any information is not intended to and does not diagnose, treat, cure or prevent disease. And my guests express our own views, thoughts and opinions as individuals and the podcast neither endorses or opposes the views, products or services discussed here. If your pet is ill, always seek advice from your veterinarian. I am not a veterinarian and I do not treat disease or offer medical advice.